everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical. It's a podcast with my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I'm joined by Brandon. Hey, yo, hello. And Gabriel. Hello, everyone. And we're going to have a short one. Chrissy's not here. Uh, Kelly's not here. It's just dudes hanging out with other dudes talking about video games, like every other video game podcast. Wow, what a surprise. Um, so what have you guys but been I playing lately? But I, just, but I just want everyone to know that even though Chrissy's not here, she is, is here in spirit wearing her Pikachu sunglasses because yeah. Detective Pikachu, as of this recording, comes out in two days. Don't, so. don't say things like that. Don't date these recordings because then people will know how long it takes me to put them out. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's funny. People. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question of what I've been playing, um, uh, yeah, I have gone back to a few games. I recently went back to Metroid Prime and Master to finish that. Where do you and, go? Oh, yeah, he drove his <laughs> here for this. <laughs> yeah, and now I am. I have You're muted again. again. Okay, but you can't hear yes, me? He is, he is. Okay, he knows, but anyway. Uh, yes, I have also gone back to Advanced Wars. I was like about, I want to say like 60% done with Advanced Wars 2 before Tears of the Kingdom came out, and obviously that had to take priority. Uh, but now I'm back on Advanced Wars 2, and uh, I'm getting pretty close to the end, so I will be able to check that off my list uh, before this month is done, which is good because a lot more games are coming out. Legit thought you were done with Advanced Wars 2, not going to lie. No, I was, I, again, I was really, well, I say really close, but I was, again, 60% done before Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, it's it was two games, and that, and that shit came out, like, two weeks before Tears of the Kingdom. I'm All happy I'm I at least got the first game done. Our excuses. Says the one who doesn't have a single completed game this year. That's also a lie. What game have you completed? Forspoken, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and some Resident other Evil 4 ones. doesn't count. It doesn't How does count! does it not count? <laughs> That game comes out every year. Resident Evil 4. It's a does, remake, What? Bro. No, this is the that first ga- time it's been out since, like, 1990-something. Or 2000-something. What are you talking about? Like, this is the first remake of Resident Evil 4 ever. It is not... What's the Resident Evil game that keeps getting remade? I don't know. Getting, they keep Resident doing Evil different ones. Getting... They did two, then they did three, then they did four. They're not just remaking the same game. And Resident Evil 4 is supposedly the best game in the series, and the remake was really good, and it's one of the Game of the Year contenders. What are you talking about? First of all, Resident Evil 4 came out in 2005. Okay, I don't know. I've never if, played if, it. If, if, what, if what Gabe meant is, is the one that keeps getting re-released, hell yeah, 4 is like the one that... It, yeah, that's what I mean. Pro- keeps, yeah, it keeps getting okay. re-released every single year. Fair. Like, if you're talking about the original game, not the remake that just came out. How many yeah, times no, that's the same shit. This is the same story. If it's not, let's get this straight. If it's oh not a final, fa- hold on. If it's not a Final Fantasy VII type of remake, then the game is the same, except for updated graphics and maybe the occasional line change here and there. So, even if it's a remake, you're just like, it's all a remaster. If it's not Final Fantasy VII Remake level, then no. The only reason I will not argue with you is because Final because Fantasy VII Remake is the best exactly game of all time. That's exactly Therefore, what I, I will let what you say be true, though I do not believe in it. I will you let it go. Trap card. Uh, what a smart thing to do. Um, I think with my brain occasionally. What have you been playing, Gabe? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, and, uh, No Man's Sky. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was making fun of the Starfield people. And then I ended up getting hooked back into No Man's Sky, so. I have played No Man. I mean, I have played Starfield. I made my character, and then they were like, what's your background? And I was like, I don't know, and I turned it off. 
But y'all asking for too much. They really were because I was like, I made my character and then I start walking and you, like you do the tutorials. I'm doing the tutorial. I'm walking. I'm breaking rocks. So I'm like, why the fuck am I breaking rocks? Like, I don't even know who this person is. And then they finally asked me, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. So I turned it off because there's too many options. Um, but that's how far I got in Starfield. I've been a sap. I've been playing Overwatch. Um, I, I used to be a platinum player. I am no longer in platinum. I don't want to talk about it. Um, and I, the, the, the level that I'm in now, I'm just never going to get out of. So I've just Are you decided silver? that it doesn't matter. Um, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. It's okay. I'm in silver. I got deranged from platinum to silver too. Oh my God. We should play together. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, I didn't play for like a couple of months. And when I got back in, it's like, oh, you need to re-rank. And I re-ranked it. Like, yeah, you're in silver. I'm like, why? Yep. The same <laughs> thing happened to me. And um, yeah, but the, because we're both in silver, we can totally play together. Let's do it after the podcast. Yeah. Let's do uh, one I have match. a date after the podcast. Oh, that's so exciting. Let's yeah. wrap this up. Go get your date. Wrap this bad boy <laughs> up. Um, I've also been playing um, Pokemon DLC. I, I, I got to the part where you like, fight the people in the first area and then my character was like t-posing and falling down a, a like thanks guys uh, my character literally t-posed and then uh he went back like regular and i was like whoa glitch of the matrix what the fuck was that and then i start walking and then they have these little like uh these levels um on the ground and i like slid down a level but then my character got stuck in the sliding animation so he was like in the air like just sitting there for a while and i couldn't move and then he reset himself and i was like mm, i don't think this game's ready for me so i turned it off um i played it again i beat the shit out of that new bitch uh in the beginning nice. um she's such a bitch but i'm i lowkey i lowkey i'm feeling it i've been playing some street fighter 6 uh aki's really fun um, <clears throat> trying to finish Final Fantasy 16. I thought I was further than I was. I apparently am not because every time I start <laughs> playing, there's more stuff to do. And I'm like, bro, when are we going to save the fucking world? Like, I got shit to do. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's it. I don't think I'm playing anything new. I've been doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff because of work. Um, uh, Yakuza Infinite Wealth is coming. Final Fantasy Rebirth. I've been watching a lot of content on that. It's probably going to replace Remake as my favorite game of all time. I have seen so much great stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen Tifa jumping off of Cloud Sword in the combo yes. attack. <sighs> Mind blowing. <clears throat> but anyway, Gabe's got a date, so let's run through D and D. Not D and D. Let's run through video game stuff so we can get that man out of here. Why didn't you say you had a date earlier? I would have rushed this. Get so this far. man. I did, shield. but that was like one of those moments where like I exited out of the chat really quick. Okay, well, video game performers under SAG-AFTRA uh, have voted to authorize a strike with 98% of votes. This does not mean they're striking or will strike. The actors are bargaining with top companies, including Activision, Take-Two, and Epic. Um, the full story is available on Bloomberg.com. We just, just finished the the uh, strike, the writer strike for uh, the Writers Guild, and now, luckily... Um, you know, uh, uh, video games are, are being authorized to come together and start bargaining about what they deserve um, as far as monetary value goes, which I think is great. I'm assuming you guys also think is great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so my question to you guys, which I think we talked about briefly previously, is what do you think is the outcome if they decide to strike? Uh, and what do you think we can expect? 
Oh man, um, so obviously some some games are getting being del- will be getting delayed. That's okay with me. I got so much of my backlog already. Um, but as far as like the workers, um, uh, I don't know why I think this. I feel like it'll be a longer battle because I feel like there's a lot worse with that industry, particularly with 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 payment. But optimistically speaking, I think it would eventually go into the favor of those striking. It just I just think it would take longer. I just think there's just so much that needs to be fixed. <laughs> And so, what we can expect is just delayed games. Uh, I mean, that's the minimum. That's the absolute minimum. Who knows what other kind of consequences could come from it, but I do think that's at least the minimum. So, uh, yeah. If y'all got some games, y'all ain't even finished, um, you know, get ready for some droughts, I guess. Detective Archive Rain Code is one on my list. Yeah, I do need to get back to that at some point, too, <clears throat> but there's a lot of games. Oh, you stopped playing it? Is it bad? <sighs> it's middling, unfortunately. I want to see the story too to the end, but uh, no, it, it starts off really strong. But them last two chapters I did was like, not I was not feeling them, bro. It's as mid as mid in Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, I don't think mid is actually. It mid, was a though. joke, bro. I know. <laughs> like... <laughs> and that's that's the thing though. Like her name is mid, so people were making the obvious joke, but I don't think she's a mid character. Like, why'd you name her? Well, this, so bro? far she's a little annoying. So let's see what she does. Gabe, what do you think? How will this affect um, I, us? What do you think I agree with Brandon that it'll, it'll the strike will last longer, but I feel like that's because, unlike movies and shows these companies don't really rely like on a i'm not gonna say on a set set audience like for example like movies make their movie their money back you know through movies and when they get go on streaming platforms games usually make their money through dlc so it's like they can hold that a little bit longer because they have i guess the quote-unquote content to be able to hold out paying their workers more but also I don't know. Like, people said the the Hollywood strike was long. I didn't even realize it was a five month thing. Like to me, it felt like yesterday that they decided to go on strike. And I was yeah. reading on Twitter the other day, so it was like it's been a long <laughs> five months. I was like, long five months of what? <laughs> so. I I also didn't realize it had been that long until you know the news reports came. Out. I was like, shit, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think uh, for video games, it's a much harder battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a more dangerous battle because I'm sure that you guys have seen, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I'm sure you guys have seen, you know, some voice actors already complaining because their voices are being replicated through AI without, you know, any type of recompense on their end. Like there's no nothing. And all I can see is a bunch of people wanting to get into the industry, getting opportunities. If, if a strike were to come through, you know, getting opportunities or a situation where like, um, you know, I think back to Bayonetta with Jennifer Hale and the original um, voice actress of, Bayon- of Bayonetta and how it's like, mm. if we can't agree to something, you're out. I'm hiring someone else. Um, <clears throat> and of course, you have big standards in, you know, video games media that are going to be, you know, um, on the front lines in, in, in a situation like this. But then you also have a lot of startup people that might very easily take those spots, right? Like... And then you mix their voice with AI of another notable voice character, push it out there, and keep it moving forward. Because we got some really slimy people. I mean, you look at the industry and the way that uh, they deal with crunch time and the amount of work that goes into a single game that takes years only for, you know, X amount of uh, 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 
what's the word? I'm out of words tonight. You got it. I believe in you. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, you work so hard and you only get a set amount back and then you find out that the CEO is making 10 times what you made on this sure. project that you've done for the last five years of your life. Um, so it's a lot. Like, it's a lot that goes into something like this. But then... You know, you, you, we also see what happens when you are fairly compensated and you do get the opportunity to get, you know, what you're worth. And, and then you get games like Baldur's Gate 3, which one of the best things about it is just the, 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 the audio and visual capture performance of the characters that are just played so well. And all of them love these roles and they love their jobs. And that's what it should be. But it can very easily be, you know, a situation where a lot of this can be just replaced with AI and no one will take it seriously because it's video games. So Capcom president says that game prices are too low. We're moving on. This is from Kotaku.com mm -hmm. written by Zach Zwiezen. <clears throat> Haruhiro... Sujimoto asserted that the video game prices are too low, pointing to the massive increase in development costs and how game prices haven't risen at the same rate. He suggested that increasing the price of games would be a healthy option for the industry. It was only a year ago that the era of $70 video games really began, as numerous AAA releases like Gotham Knights and God of War Ragnarok began selling for $10 more than what players had come to expect. Now, in 2023, around half of AAA games from large publishers have adopted the new $70 price point. Yet Capcom is one of the few publishers that has abstained from raising prices thus far. It has continued to sell new games like Street Fighter VI at $60 instead of $70, but that might be changing. According to a September 23rd report from Nikki Tsujimoto spoke at the Tokyo Game Show about various topics while speaking at the event, the president of Capcom reportedly explained that he felt the price of video games was too low. Quote, development costs are about 100 times higher than during the Famicom era, but software prices have not gone up that much. Uh... Sujimoto said, referring to Nintendo's massively successful 8-bit console from the 1980s, there's also a need to raise wages. Considering the fact that wages are rising in the industry as a whole, I think raising unit prices is a healthy option for businesses. He went on to further explain that even a recession or, or society's low general confidence in the business world shouldn't matter when it comes to game prices, saying that those factors have little to do with the game industry, and that people still bought games even during... Uh, the Lehman, uh, Lehman Brothers stock collapse in 2008. Quote, just because there's a recession doesn't mean you won't go to the movie theater or go to your favorite artist concert. High quality games will continue to sell, said Sujimoto. Um, so that I read a lot of it. So I think you guys get the deal here of uh, sure. how he feels. And, you know, Kelly has also talked about uh, Kelly has brought up this on the podcast before and completely agreed that um the amount of money that it costs now you know we're talking about millions of dollars even i didn't know how much you know something like the last of us cost um it costs millions of dollars to make these games um and they're still 60 dollars. and technically they probably should very well be much more than 60 dollars based on um you know just the, the industry as a whole however i also think he's not wrong because you know, in the middle of the pandemic, nobody's making money. We all still bought and played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, people, he's not wrong. People are going to buy things to, you know, at least have some form of entertainment. And I think, uh, I do agree that it is healthier for business if, you know, the, the $70 price point is there. However, while saying that, I also think that because we have such a high standard for $60 games, you really have to prove that you're keeping the $70 standard when you're going across the board because no one should have to pay $70 for Mortal Kombat 1 on the Nintendo Switch, for example. 
Um, <clears throat> but those are my thoughts. What are yours? I don't Honestly, think games come out complete enough to be to be charged that much. I disagree. There's no, no, no don't get me wrong. There's there's a slew of games, not a slew. There's there's a good amount of games that they come out complete. Yeah. There's a lot of games that come out with a lot of bugs and stuff that make the game feel incomplete. The amount of day one patches that a lot of game needs that fix a ton of things is kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's because we were so used to not having those day one patches when we were younger. So it seemed, I'm not saying they were, it seemed like games were more complete. But like, I, I to, to me personally, I see a lot of big games or a lot of anticipated games coming out and it's like, well, sorry, the, you know, developers are immediately going on to Twitter saying, sorry, we got to work on something because it's... I think we should discuss what you think big games are, because I can't think of a recent big AAA title that that's happened to. Redfall. I don't consider Redfall a big AAA title from Arcane Studios that was in the middle of an Xbox nonsense bullshit thing. Like, and I could be, you know, I could be very wrong about that, but when I think of, you know, big AAA titles that deserve that $70 thing, I don't think they had those issues. Like, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, or Street Fighter VI, or Baldur's Gate 3, like... Uh, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake even, like, all of these games came out without having those issues, and not even, uh, uh, everything except for Resident Evil 4 Remake doesn't even have DLC, like, they're complete titles, so I do feel like that's, that was kind of Wait, what, what games I alluded you to in the list? beginning, um, Baldur's Gate 3, Street Fighter 6, which also does fairly have DLC, um, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and, uh, what else did I say? Oh, Tears of the Kingdom. <clears throat> Um, but a lot of those like high caliber games from studios that we know have been coming out as complete games. And that's what I mean. Like if you're going to go for a $70 standard, I do think that your game needs to be on par with those type of games to be able to, I don't think that we disagree. I think we're saying the same thing in a different way. Um, I just am giving more leeway than you are because I, I, I don't think that any recent AAA game has been horrible i am discounting xbox because i don't know what the fuck they're doing like no, that doesn't count that doesn't count if yeah, you're, but if, like, if, you're, if you're gonna talk about the game industry you're gonna talk about every single person in the game industry but red like arcane is not a triple a studio though so like i don't it's, think it's they from count. xbox now okay no that's a different conversation there never mind okay uh, no, not every studio that Arcane no, has got. No, no, no. It, it wasn't something you said. It was something I was going to say as a different conversation. Because, like, Deathloop came out great, and then <laughs> Xbox bought them and then trash. But, but I, I mean, like, you know, Square Enix, Capcom, uh, Nintendo Publishing, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out great. Um, Fire Emblem yeah, Pokemon came out, came out great. great. I'm, no, it didn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but also, those games were not $70. Right? Tears of the Kingdom came out great and it was yeah. $70. That's what I mean. Like, you have to have that, that that caliber, that quality of game to be able to charge that because we're so used to paying 60 bucks. If you're making me pay more, I expect more. And I think that's the only issue with this conversation for gamers because I do think we should be paying more overall based on just the amount of money it costs to make games. However, uh, you have to meet the demands of people who have been paying this price for however long. And I, I still can't think of any, you know, really big AAA titles that cost $70 that have been trashed, aside from the Nintendo Switch version of Mario uh, Mario Kart, of uh, Mortal Kombat 1. 
That's like if they, it's like if they charge seventy dollars for you know Mario Kart Eight, like I would be like, what the fuck? But charging seventy dollars for Tears of the Kingdom, I think a lot of us were just like, okay, you know, like fair. Um, I, not everybody, but like a lot of us were willing to pay that because we knew the quality and caliber of uh, you know, Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I'm pretty much in uh, agreement with a lot of what you said. Like, yeah, like I think I brought this up a few months ago on like a previous podcast episode. But like Masahiro Sakura had done like a video basically talking about how like games today are actually pretty cheap um, in comparison because he was making he was specifically making comparisons to the fact that if you bought like an NES or Super Nintendo game or even a 64 game, they would be they would vary in price between 60 or 70 depending on how much was in the game. And those are, you know, games that came out in the nineties. Yes, in the nineties, exactly, exactly. And we're still and paying we're the st- same. We're still paying the same price, even though game flight prices have inflated. And that's why we get so much shit like DLC these days, or loot boxes, or season passes. It's a way to outset the cost because the base price of a of the average game just wouldn't be enough to cover the cost, even if it did sell really well. It has to sell extremely well for them to kind of like break even these days. And so that's kind of like where that stuff is coming. That statement is coming from. That being said, to the statement itself, he isn't wrong, but I almost feel like he's also taking the wrong lesson from this. That, like, hey, maybe games should be cost more. Like you said, Drell, if games are going to cost more, then the expectations are only going to go up for that. Like, games will be expected to be bigger. They'll be expected to not release with a shit ton of bugs at launch, you know? They'll expect it to be very complete games that feel worth that price tag. Because um, even now, $70 is a... We, we're, we're a few years into the $70 price tag now. Uh, when you consider PS5 and Xbox Series, but there's still be some people that have issues with it, and don't even get me started on that controversy earlier this year with Tears of the Kingdom being seventy dollars. Just that's just just that you know people Switch owners are just not used to paying that for their for their Nintendo games, and I think that may even continue when we get to Switch Two, which we'll talk more about that later. But um, it definitely it definitely makes a point for. I think games should be priced according to what kind of content they have. Like, for example, Everybody One Two Switch came out. That was like forty dollars. Like, quality of that game aside, I think for what that game was like tr- advertising, I think forty was a fair price. Yeah. The new WarioWare game <laughs> coming out that's fifty. That's fifty bucks. I think that's a fair price for that. Even um, um, Detective Pikachu coming out is what forty fifty. It's not sixty. Yeah, it's not. It's and I think. <laughs> I think that is also a fair price. Like that's you know, there's room for mid price games. If if development costs are ballooning, then make a few cheaper games. Like not everything has to be of like a goddamn um, you know, juggernaut like Spider Man Miles Morales or a Starfield or whatever. Like not every game needs to be that. And when they do come out, if assuming they launch good, you can charge them to the price site fine, but uh yeah, we don't need those kind of games constantly, you know? Yeah. So I think another thing. Yeah. I think another thing to keep uh, in mind here is that the games that Capcom are charging seventy dollars for are so far very good games. Uh, Sorry, rather, let me correct that. The games that they're not charging seventy dollars for are so far very good games. Mm -hmm. Um, you you know, Resident Evil Four remake being a game of the year contender as one of the best games released this year. Same thing with Street Fighter Six being one of the best fighters released this year. Both of those games did not cost seventy bucks. So I think um, keeping keeping in mind, you know, a president who has to think of the numbers like we don't have to, and is like we're releasing seventy dollar caliber games. Maybe 
get ready for us to to follow the trend. Um, and you know, he he mentions you know, the the trend happens, and it's not going to be something that we can all um whatever. I don't want to keep going on, on about this, but you get what I'm saying. I think uh, I think we're all pretty much in the same but agreement, <coughs> just in our own different ways about no. this subject. That oh okay, Gabe is not in agreement. I have not agreed with both of you. I'm sorry. No, that's you don't have to apologize. This is the no, I'm just saying before. because Brandon was about to make like the finishing statement. I'm like, no. No, I mean it's oh, it's okay. totally fair to think that seventy dollars is too much because games are coming out unfinished. Sure. And I agree with that. I, I think mean, it's that... more than that though. Like th- me, me personally, but this is because I'm cheap as shit. I don't think games should cost one fourth of the console you you bought. But then that invites the conversation of well, then shouldn't consoles be priced more? So it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother loop so, there. So, question then, um, with the way, okay, let's look at groceries from nine from the 90s to 2023, and we look at the inflation rate of those, um, but then you look at video games from the 90s to today, and you know it costs more, You like, what do you think of that? Me, personally, I used to think games back then cost too much, too. Again, I think I'm just cheap, but... <laughs> because <laughs> like back then like back then like i used to i remember um so one of the only ways for me to to play majora's mask was to get the legend of zelda collector's um collector's edition for the gamecube because i i think gamestop or eb games whoever it was it stopped uh they stopped selling n64 games and mind you this is a collector's edition so it's gonna be priced about $30 more than a regular game. It was like, I think, 85 bucks when I saw it. I was like, that's too much for a fucking game. But I was getting Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um, a couple of the NES Zelda games, and then a a preview to Wind Waker. Like, I was getting all that in that disc, and I was like, no, that's too expensive. So, like, again, me personally, back then, I thought games cost way too much. Which, I know it sounds mean, because I know there's a lot of development that goes into it. I know a lot of these people do a lot of work. But then that just makes me think, okay, if they're doing all that work, everyone that's not doing work on that game, but works for that company, start thinking about taking a pay cut. And then that just that just sounds mean towards those people. So it's, I don't know, I think I'm just cheap. I think that's it. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I just, I, I think, I just think that you can't, you can't ignore the fact that everything costs more to make and therefore it costs more for us to purchase except for video games that is true they have literally not changed and and i don't think you know in a few years that won't necessarily be a sustainable business like you can't continue to put more into and pay more for this and get less of a return it's not gonna work like business wise and I think that's just what he's saying. Um, so are we going to see Capcom games cost more? Probably. But um, are they worth it so far? I can't think of a bad title Capcom's put out recently. Even Monster Hunter has been good. Like, I, I don't I don't think they've put out any... Have they put anything out that's been pretty bad? I mean, Monster Hunter? Yeah, every Monster Hunter game that's out there. Okay, no, not that you I don't... Was, I was just trying to rile like. Grayson. Uh, okay, fair. <laughs> um, I love Monster Hunter games. They're fun. Yeah, I don't think they've put out anything. And beautiful. Like that. I mean, again, yeah, like now that you mentioned it, the Monster Hunter on on Switch, that was a good looking game mm-hmm. for the Switch. So, mm. that was my gorgeous too. That was my other question that I wanted to ask you guys that I forgot. 
which is, do you think that because the Switch is going on seven, eight years old, that that's kind of a part to play and why people aren't willing to spend $70 on it? Because uh, the games that are yeah. 70 bucks now are on next gen. Like, it's brand new. We've only had these consoles for three years, whereas the Switch is a six, seven-year-old console. Um, do you think that has something to do with why people are resistant of paying $70 for, like, an older generation? A hundred percent, yeah. No, like, yeah. like, like. I don't think anyone had any doubt that Tears of the Kingdom was going to be a good game, but it's still like, you're still being asked to pay seventy dollars when you've been paying sixty dollars for almost six years now. So I get, I get where people are coming from. Um, and he, but uh, on the other side of that, you have more coming one. Even if that game had not, <laughs> even even if that game had not released with all these like really uh, laggy things or bugs or whatever, it I still, still should have been that, a sixty dollar title. That's exactly my even point. Like it it's perfect. Still, it, even if it was perfect, because it was just not going to look as good. Mm -hmm. Like it was going to like you know look like a <laughs> a game a game. It was gonna look like a game that was made for PS5 and Series X being coming on Switch. Yeah. So for so just from that ba basic premise, it should have always been sixty. Yeah. Like, like I don't think I don't I, I don't think like months before this game came out, no one was on board with that Switch version being seventy bucks. Yeah. And now even less so that it's actually come out. It should have been. It should have been sixty. Yeah. More it should have been forty. More combat no. one should have been sixty dollars. He said. Real. On the he Switch? said it should have been sixty if it came out perfectly. Oh, okay, that's okay, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Um, and I. No, yeah, that. but the, the the age of a console definitely plays into it because that was one of the big uproars when they were like, "Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is gonna be seventy dollars." I'm like, everyone was like, "Are you out of your mind? The, the console is seven, six, eight years old. What are you doing?" And, and they sold like, like fucking hotcakes. Like, I mean, one thing about Zelda players is we're gonna we're complain gonna and complain money. and complain, but we gonna dish that money out you know every who else does single that? time. Pokemon huh? players. Oh my gosh, Pokemon same. players are worse than us. I'm gonna say it right uh, now. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy players will do it too. It's true. It but to be fair, but Final we get Fantasy really is really good stuff. So like here, here, here's the thing about Final Fantasy is while yes, the game itself, like the story or the characters might be kind of poopy, you can always guarantee, at least from what I've seen in the Final Fantasies I've played, you're gonna get a beautiful world. And a really for, good story, sure. how dare you? For uh, the thing is I know some people don't like like all the stories for well, all the Final wrong. Fantasies. Oh, okay, fine. And you're you can say <laughs> that because you're the Final Fantasy expert. I'm not. <laughs> No, but you're right. Yeah, you're 100% right. Like, like you're always going to get a beautiful quality, world. You're going to get a good quality title. Even Final Fantasy 15, which people rag on. Like, even 13, which people rag on. Like, that was revolutionary for the PS3. Like, if you had that yeah. and played that when it first came out, it was... Because they always do, you know... Well, they used to always do... And very short tangent. They used to always do console-selling first games on PlayStation years yes. ago. So you had, like, Final Fantasy X... You had um, at the end of so Final Fantasy IX and the beginning of Final Fantasy X, and then you had Final Fantasy XIII bringing in the PS3, you had Final Fantasy XV bringing in the PS4, and despite the game, it was always showing off what the new console could do, and that's sure. a part of what really sold that. And that's, um, you know, now we're getting Rebirth, uh, because I don't think, I don't think 16, no, I don't think 16 is that for for uh the ps5 sorry everyone who loves 16 i i don't feel like it either um but but sorry funny that you say that this is also a side tangent because everyone's reporting with you know with the rumors of the switch too they're like yeah like final fantasy 7 remake is running on it and that's going to be like the 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 one of the one of the you know one of the switch 
first days to show you what the console can do. So it's funny that you say that because like that that can solidify that rumor that yeah. we probably know is not true, but still. And I'm hoping that Rebirth is going to be that for the PS5, uh, just based on what I've seen. Um, because they've had time to refine it. It's not stuck on you know PS4 and PS5. They know how to work with the PS5 now after Remake and just... It's going to be great. Um, wish the, sh the, the Disney trailer came out, as did a trailer for Devil May Cry, the Netflix series, uh, both animated, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. And we also got PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan stepping down from the company. Um, <clears throat> he's been there since for fucking forever. Uh, <laughs> like, um, do we? Uh, let's see, what do I have here? Uh, he's set to retire in March of 2024. What? What? Oh, okay. Hiroki Toto Totoki will assume the role of chairman of Sony Entertain uh, Entertainment uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Oh my god. Effective October 2023. Effective April 1, 2024, Mr. Totoki will be appointed interim CEO uh, of the company while he continues his role at Sony Group. Yeah, this man's out of there. Um, and it's wow. it, it was very shocking because it's been like he's been, you know, CEO of PlayStation Forever. There's been a lot of rumors on, you know, is he taking uh, Phil Spencer with him? Clearly not, because... Uh... <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But yeah, that, that's just, you know, he's gone. Any thoughts on that? It's just surprising. He's just been there just so long. Uh, that man so old. Different... What? He old, and he was like... He is, he is old. He is old. I'll keep making he, me go realistically, to everyone's got to retire sometime, yeah. or, you know, that decision will be forced for them. <laughs> But, like, in this case, you know, he's leaving on his own terms. Good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, PlayStation has done some good and bad things under his leadership. But I think overall he's been a pretty good leader for them. Um, looking forward to seeing what he does next. But uh, also looking forward to seeing what uh, what the new CEO does. Nothing. He's gonna I'm just surprised about how much traveling that man did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. That's why he's retiring. I, I, yeah, but I can't, like, I, 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 to me personally, I don't care how much money I get paid. That's a lie. There's definitely a limit that I'll do this. But, like, to go from England to America and then to Japan, I think he said all within, like, a month. Like, he does that monthly. I'm like, ah, uh -uh, dude, no. And now I, he's like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, y'all find somebody yeah, else to go back and forth. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Um, but also, to be fair, it was his decision to live in England. So that's. That's Loki. That's Loki on him. Okay. <laughs> that was that was Loki on him. But all right. Well, you do what you do when you got money. Uh, sure. Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite and Unreal Engine, is laying off a whopping sixteen percent of its employees, or around nine hundred people. Um, sources told Bloomberg recently. Um, Epic boss Tim Sweeney said in an email to staff that for a while now. We've been spending way more money than we earn. Fortnite creator profit margins are not as big as Fortnite was. 870 jobs were eliminated, uh, but Epic is still hiring. And apparently there are no more layoffs planned after that. Um, there is also a report after this uh, that Epic Games had reportedly laid off the team behind Fall Guys Mediatonic. They had a lot of money. had, yes. And I mean... I'm not gonna say the joke yet. No, go ahead. That, all I had to yeah. say was they had a lot of money. What? What the fuck? Well, no, because I was gonna say something serious first. But I mean, about about the guys that did Fall Guys. Um, they, you know, they the layoffs came out 
and came out. Everyone found out about him. And then maybe like like two days later, the uh, Fall Guys Twitter account uh, posted the Jelly Beans wearing uh, Buzz Lightyear and Woody. So we oh. know where all their money went into why they couldn't pay all those people. It's because they had to pay Disney a huge bag to get those guys into Fall, fall Guys. Um, but I, I wanted to ask about this topic when I first read it to you guys. Um, would anytime Fortnite came out with a collaboration, would you sit and look at your screen and be like, "How do they have all the money to do this?" I th- well, no. or is that just yeah, me? I, no, no? I, no, I, I, I do think about it sometimes though, because every time, every time they one up themselves in terms of what the craziest crossover they do is, I do I, it is something I think about. Like you know, when back in the day when they had the Mandalorian, it's like, damn, how'd they do this? When they started putting anime characters, like, damn, how'd they do this? Like, I, like to be fair, like, like, like Naruto, the Naruto was first before Dragon Ball Z, right? Was that was was that the order, or is it the mm. other way around? Either really way, either around. way, it's irrelevant. Like, whenever the first anime character got into Fortnite, I was just like, damn, they're getting anime characters now. And of course, when you know when the next one came out, it wasn't as big a deal because well, we already did one, so I guess the next one is inevitable. But just like every time they get a new franchise or a new celebrity or whatever, it it, it is surprising to me how much money they had to spend to make it, but how much money they expected to get in return for it. And I just feel like all of this that is happening just really kind of just boils down to like bad business decisions because Fortnite is certainly a popular enough game that I think they should still be getting enough money to properly pay their employees and keep everything in sustainable business. The problem is, is because it made so much money, Epic was probably looking next door at their friends at Valve and thought, hey, we could do that too. Our, our game is bigger than whatever the shit Steam's putting out or Valve is putting out. Uh, and so they started, you know, making ludicrous money offers. Like, to case point, paying Disney for that uh, crossover for for uh, Fall Guys or making shit like the Epic Game Store and trying to pay for exclusivity for certain games or timed exclusivity in certain cases before it goes to Steam. Shit like that. Just like st- like spending all the money that they thought they were going to make back and ultimately not making it. I mean, in business, you're just going to make gambles that sometimes don't pay off. But they just kept making bad decisions. And it's almost, frankly, kind of embarrassing that, again, they have Fortnite, one of the most popular games in the world right now. And they're still struggling to make money because of these bad business decisions. And I hate to do th- I hate to, to, to say this because I realistically cannot expect uh, the average business person to be like Satoru Iwata, where they they would just rather take a pay cut than lose people. But like, I'm sorry that pre- now that that precedent is there, I just kind of look at a lot of CEOs in a bad light now after hearing that that people would just rather just like lay off all these employees um, to keep buying their second yachts. I guess. Um, I don't. I don't know what bad decisions they made like that were so bad that would cause this um no you're right like nothing i don't think any one bad decision is, is like to blame for this i think it's just like a series of like um because everything spending money they don't all have this, but that's i don't know that they did that though that's why i hesitate to agree with you because epic game store is like profitable for them or has been so like everything they have done has been profitable for them so i don't know that i can just blame it on bad business decisions like i don't know what the fuck happened like fortnite has dipped right and they can't predict that fortnite is gonna dip 
they can't mm-hmm. predict that it's going to compete against you know the next call of duty like it, it can be something as little as that right and that that'll just destroy your business if you have a business plan set forward and then people just stop playing your game it's not as popular as it once was um so so i don't know um i hesitate to agree because i don't i don't i don't want to say that they're making bad you know business decisions because i don't know but what i do know is that i agree with you about hey you know you could take a pay cut to you know help out. especially for mediatonic because they did get rid of mediatonic um yeah and, and you know fall guys was profitable for them so getting rid of an entire team that worked really hard and brought you profit is bullshit like i will say that's bullshit that's horrible um of them mm-hmm. and to answer your question gabe no i never really thought about it because i always thought um once they went up against apple i was like oh they got money <laughs> they're fine that's true um, that's true they're, they're but not like, scary but like, but i don't also, know like for me the also the reason sorry also the reason i never really thought about oh how much does it cost for them to get these is because these are all you know mutual things both parties benefit from this uh yeah. and and we don't know whether you know like uh for fall guys we got that that um that uh near automata crossover and you know the the director of that game was like i'm putting my shit everywhere so i can get paid like i'm trying to get yeah. money and i don't sure. know how many of these companies were just like yo fortnite is really fucking popular like let's get in on that we can offer you two of these you know like the playstation exclusive ones right like that is a simple conversation between epic games and playstation being like hey you get to put these skins on there and we're already getting a percentage of whatever's purchased through playstation on playstation for fortnite so get these characters for free you don't have to pay for them we get more of a percentage on those purchases boom that deal is done you get nathan drake and whoever the fuck else was there same thing with capcom capcom has a new game coming out like how can we how can we both mutually make money off of this i i lend you the skins for my characters as long as they can't do x y and z because that's outside of the purview of what i want my characters to do and we get a benefit of the pay cut and you make a lot of money because people are going to buy it so i never really thought like how are they spending so much to acquire these when i i actually just assume that because a lot of these um releases have been not necessarily next to but in conjunction with the game in some way or the anime in some way not all the time but a lot of the times they have been so like i think the 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 anime with the big things attack on titan um a lot of people were talking about you know the the finale and the not finale and then it was like hey a few months later you can play the attack on titan characters and you capitalize on that um uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake came out. We got the Resident Evil characters. Uh, Street Fighter 6 was on the horizon. We got Chun-Li and Ryu. Like, so it makes sense. So I never thought, like, damn, how are they... To answer your question, no. I never thought that just because I was like, yeah, it totally makes sense. I, too, would call them up and be like, hey, bitch, let's get something together. And then same thing with celebrities. Like, 100% Ariana Grande was not like, put me in Fortnite. Like, that was clearly a conversation, a mutual conversation of hey, it's COVID, let me... Travis Scott was also not like, put, well, maybe he was. But, um, you know, that's a mutual conversation of, hey, I have a business, you have a really lucrative business, let's see what we can do. I don't know, you know, how much they paid to be on there, but I don't, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility that some of these companies either paid little or nothing to get their characters on there for profit. That's all. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> okay, so can we move on? Or did anyone have a yes. rebuttal? Okay. No, I'm good. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, Disney and Pixar is supposed to light year and Woody are coming to Fall Guys. Rip. Um, the Switch 2 rumors are in overdrive. However, Nintendo says it's still working on Switch games for 2025. Not surprising. I would assume that they would continue to work on them for a while after the new ga- uh, console. Yeah, I mean, Sony and Microsoft did it too, so yeah, it's not like still doing it. Like I, I, I saw again. I, I saw it on Twitter, and someone was like, well, "Why would they do that? Just put all your focus." I was like, "My brother in Christ, even PlayStation and Xbox, who they who are the they have big uh, next gen consoles, didn't do that stuff. We just stopped. They just stopped the PS4 games. Yeah. Like, yeah." The game's coming out now completely. from now on. Some of them still Yeah, some of them are still PS4. doing it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's not an uncommon thing. Like, yeah. Nintendo fans are special, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that's, and I'm glad you said that too, Gabe, because like, historically Nintendo has done this too. Like, yeah. okay, like let's, let's let's break this down like real quick. I'll make it quick. Uh, NES and Super Nintendo, both very successful consoles. They both kept games coming out even after the success of console. And NES had games coming out for three full years after the Super Nintendo was in particular. That was crazy. Now, the home consoles traditionally don't, though, because, like, I guess Nintendo's just like, man, just move on to the next one because, like, their fate, like, N64 got slapped by the PS1. Games got slapped by the PS2. So they're like, we just got to get the next one out. So they were doing that for home console. But handhelds especially, and Switch, you know, is partially handheld, have always kept their um, previous generations going for at least a year when the next one comes out, especially since they had backwards compatibility. There was no reason for them to stop, like, cold turkey. Like, you know, you can keep that going for now. And if Switch 2, as we assume, we don't know for sure, but if we assume it's still going to have the backwards compatibility to the previous Switch, there's literally no reason for them to just stop making Switch games. Like, they can... People can buy, you know, Switch games for their Switch 2. Now, are there going to people be like, man, I don't want to play no fucking Switch game in my Switch 2. I want to play new games. Like, sure. I, I know I know people who, when they buy the next console, they don't want to ever look back. That's never. <laughs> never touching a they, Switch they, again. Even, 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 if the, even, even if you can do backwards compatibility, there's just people who just don't want to do that. And that's fair. That's fair. But as a business, it makes no sense with this huge install base for them to just completely cut off support cold turkey. Now, that being said, let's say it doesn't have backwards compatibility it doesn't um that's a lot more harder for people to swallow because that would mean they would have to potentially hold that two systems like i could tell you right now <laughs> when the 3ds kept support for several years that the switch came out man i was playing my 3ds for like maybe another year or so because there were some games i just really wanted to play but by 2018 midway i was not touching my 3ds anymore like i had fully moved on to switch even though they kept games coming out to like at least until 2020 that's just the way mm-hmm. it is and I feel like if, if there is backwards compatibility, people will, keep, you know, play these games for, you know, wherever they plan to end with 2025. Honestly, I think that's kind of light. I think that's kind of light. They're just like, like, oh, we got games in 2025. Switch 2 is assumed to last 2024. I wouldn't have been surprised yeah. if they said 2026, honestly. And then that's the other thing. Like, the Switch is rumored to come out. Not rumored, sorry. Nintendo set the earliest that the Switch 2 will come out, and they said spring 2024. Right. Boohoo, you have to buy games for your your original Switch for one year more. Like, bro, like it's it's it, a year is not that serious. But again, a bit then also we know the Switch is to come out the Switch 2 isn't coming out spring 2024. They just set that as as a, like the earliest timeline sure. in case they you feel they're ready. Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Jarell, I'm just kidding. I'm I know kidding. for a I'm fact. Kidding. I know for a fact Jarell was one of those people when he read the rumor about oh spring 2024. I he was like that shit ain't happening. Put his phone down. I know he Never was one of those out. people. 
And we're 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 just getting a switch to uh, OLED. <laughs> Please don't say that. Please don't say that. Don't it can play Final Fantasy VII. It's fine. Uh, but but either way, yeah. As you guys already said, this is this is not uh, surprising whatsoever. Like, of course, they're gonna keep games coming out for this successful ass console, even when the new one comes out. Yeah. I just I just really do hope backwards compatibility is 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 in there because that will. I hope I it's mean, better it, than backwards it, it, compatibility on the Switch. I do not want to go through this virtual console oh, thing again. Oh, get ready, buddy. Oh, yeah. No, nope. oh, yeah, get sure. ready. Uh, that, that bottleneck approach of releasing, what was it, three, four games every, like, ten months? Yeah. That's an exaggeration, no. but oh, my gosh. No, like, what, what, what's on, what's, what is not available on the NSL now? I just hope none of that goes away. Like, like, like add, don't reset is what, I'm, is, what, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, when the Switch 2 comes out and you're doing the virtual console again, that entire library that you already have for the Switch better be there. Yeah, because we've been through this twice already. Like the Wii had a Actually, virtual you know, console. Fuck Get rid of some of them shit, and then give us the remakes of the 3D versions of 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 Ocarina of Time and and Majora's Mask. And... I would like because I don't want to look, Brandon. I'm 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 gonna be very sad saying this because it's gonna give Jarrell fire. If there is a better version than the stupid triangle graphics that I get from a game, <laughs> I'm gonna want the better version. Sure. But <laughs> like, the thing I, is, but flipped. the thing is, you'd have to play. You'd have to pay probably minimum forty or fifty dollars for this uh, version. Whereas someone who already has an expansion pack, like I can just play Ocarina of Time. I paid. I, 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 I paid. I paid fifty bucks for the Super Mario 3D All Stars, and I have a GameCube and a Wii U, and <laughs> and and I have the the a, a 3DS where I can get the N64 game on. Well, um, I mm-hmm. have only. To, one thing to say to this, and that is, we're moving on because we're running out of time. Uh, <laughs> Naughty Dog is reportedly laying off at least twenty-five developers, most of whom are quality assurance contractors. The Last of Us multiplayer spinoff is said to be basically on ice, although it is not completely canceled. Um, I have one question for y'all, which yeah. I posed about this, which is, does it even matter? Um, aside from the obvious layoffs conversation, which we could have, but I feel like we all know where we're going to stand on that one. Sure, um, yeah. Is it too late for The Last of Us multiplayer spinoff? When did The Last of Us come out? Last of Us 2? Man, that came out in 2020. 2020, yeah. The Last of Us Part 2 came out in 2020, and the uh, Part 1 remake came out last <laughs> year. Yeah. They put out a whole game, a remake of an original game, and still have yet to put out this multiplayer that is now on ice going into four, the fourth year. We're going to be going into the fourth year at the PlayStation 5 at this point, four years since the release. And this just reminds me of that random-ass drop of Tales of Arise DLC, like, years after its release. Um, but yeah, do you think that um, it's uh, dead, dead and donezo for multiplayer of Last of Us 2? I do not think so, because it had its resurgence with the show, and And they capitalized like... with the uh, game. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't mean you can. You don't have to capitalize with one game. You can do more than that. Like, how long ago was the show? And then also, it's it's also that thing about like you know, people who like single player games and then people who like multiplayer games. Especially if you're bringing in new fans from the show, it's like oh, I don't want to play a single player game because I just saw the movie. It's the same thing. How long ago was the show? This year. It was this it was year. Like it, it was oh, okay. like in March okay. or something. Yeah, this year's yeah. this year's been going fast, and it's also been dragging on. Oh my god, <laughs> I did not think that was this year. I think it's too late. 
just like I think that I don't think Tales of Rise is too late. I think it's too late. I feel like I think it's too late because every time we hear about the Last of Us multiplayer, they're like, it's coming, and then they push it. And then they're like, it's Pick coming, and then they push it. And now it's being pushed again. Just take, I don't even want it no more. Which sucks Girl. because I know a lot of people love the original Last of Us multiplayer. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. Uh, what I, what I was gonna say was, I, I agree with you. In fact, here's it. Here, here's how I agree. How much I agree. So, to your point about like, well, let me just put it this way. Last was part one came out late last year, right? Uh, you know, that would have been a great time to say, hey, that multiplayer is coming. Here's a trailer for it. That didn't happen. Yep. So that ship sailed. Then we got, as as Gabe mentioned, the show came out earlier this year. What would have been great? That show wraps up. Here's a trailer for the multiplayer. Even if it didn't come out immediately afterwards, like it's a, uh, just a new, just drop a trailer and then say, hey, it's coming out at the end of this year. That didn't happen. So that ship has sailed. So right now, uh, this game is stuck in the middle of an ocean. There is no ship in, or there's no yeah, ship There's no right ship now. to sail in here. And, and, <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what could be the next ship that could arrive? Uh, season season two? two of The Last of Us. Yes, exactly. That's a great opportunity to let, y'all, let, let them know it's still coming. But if we don't hear anything when that happens, then no, I, I think this is dead, bro. Like, and the yeah. fact that these this, this layout these layoffs happen, it doesn't spell anything good. Exactly, for this game, like, <laughs> like layoffs so, on top of that. So, like, even if you know best best case scenario, this game does actually come out. Um, one, it's gonna come out at a time where people have moved on from Last of Us. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing because there's no show and there's no, assumingly, no part three on the way yet. So we haven't heard anything about it. So there'll be no hype around it for one, and then two, it comes out with all these layouts. It's just gonna suck. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, and then I, 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 it's sad to say, but it's sad to say because Naughty Dog does have like some really good, talented people, but I we know them for like their really good single player games, and that's not and the multiplayer in Last of Us, the original Last of Us, was good. Like, don't get me wrong, but like for this to be a multiplayer focused one, Last of Us game. It has to be a lot more than just pretty good like the original one was. It has to be like great. And with all these people that they're losing, I don't think they can really achieve that. I'd love to yeah. be proven wrong. But what, what piss- I, oh. and no, the last thing the last thing I'll say about it is like the multiplayer was always like an afterthought that just happened to be good in the original. Like this was always intended to be like a single player focused game. I just don't think the Last of Us fan base is really pining for this, like a multiplayer only game. It could do well, but like I don't know. I, I just everything about this just feels like it's not gonna go right. Whether it just doesn't come out, whether it comes out bad, or if it or the worst case scenario is it comes out and no one cares. Like I would hate for a good game to just not do well. That's the other thing. Um, uh, Neil Druckmann pisses me off because a hundred percent that man is like I think he's always wanted to do you know movies. And I feel like now he's getting into movies and TV show, and that's kind of where he's, where his focus has been. Um, that that's really annoying. But also, a lot of people loved The Last of Us single, uh, the first game multiplayer to the point that like they were ready to just play multiplayer and skip Last of Us two. Like that was a thing, and there were so many times where we were all like, okay, they're going to show the trailer for the multiplayer. They're going to show, like, there was actual hype around this for a long time, but it's been so long that that hype has died. So it's basically what you said. Like, there's nothing to go back to. Um, And 
not only that we've seen and heard about this already which was they uh, it was a while ago but they had that conversation when they showed off i think the first trailer for the for the for the tv show they were talking about how they were taking a new approach at multiplayer and it's going to be a separate story within this so it's not even that it's just like random tied on multiplayer like resident evil 4 like this is a whole game like they were playing a whole game around this with a brand new story with multiplayer so like they had a lot of stuff going for them only to continue to push it off and ruin it so yeah i think it is gonna be too late i think it's i think if you haven't played last of us 2 at this point i don't think anyone's going to specifically pick it up um unless they wait for season two and i think that the same thing with multiplayer it's just gonna be like it's too late I think, and I, and here, and the, the way I feel about it, and this is obviously not true because this is a real thing that people have been working on, but based on these, the fact that we haven't even seen the trailer and the delays, what it feels like is like, because this got announced around the t- same time that Last of Us Part Two was getting ready to come out, yep. and then they announced that there was no multiplayer. It almost feels like they were saying this is almost like a pacifier. It's like, hey, we're not doing multiplayer. This is a single player focus experience, but don't worry, that multiplayer is coming. Yeah, and then. The good, just working keep, on just keep working saying on, it. Working, work, just keep saying it. It's just coming. Keep saying it. It's coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it's coming. coming. We got plans. It's gonna be. You're gonna have story. It's gonna be great. And then and it we like, laid off and a it lot felt, of people, but it's still coming. Uh, and it felt like they especially had to remind people when the last one was part one remake came out last year and was missing that multiplayer, multiplayer that the original yep. version had. You know, they. I feel like they really had to make sure people understood that multiplayer was coming at that point. Because, oh boy, that made a case for that game not being as good as the original. But anyway. It's people waiting for Pokemon to be fixed because they said they were going to fix it. It's coming. The game is never going to be fixed. Get exactly. Right. And that's where we're going to end it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs> this truly was the last of the podcast.